Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. Welcome to the e-commerce freedom podcast. Before we dive in with today's episode, I've got two cool resources for you. The first one is my new e-commerce Q&A group on Facebook. So in this group, the point is you ask questions uh, in the Facebook group and I answer them with daily videos. Okay, so you can get your questions answered really, really, really quick. It's a great resource. If you go to ecommercefreedom.com and look at the top of the page, you'll see a button for the Q&A group. Click on that, it'll take you to the Facebook group. Second resource I've got for you is an Amazon Accelerator call. So what I'd love to do with you is talk about your goals, talk about where you are now, and talk about the stuff that could prevent you from hitting your goals, right? Together, on a strategy session, we will come up with a plan for you to replace your income with an Amazon business. If you'd like to book a call where we can do this, go to ecommercefreedom.com, look at the top of the page and click Amazon Accelerator Call. You'll be taken to a very short application page. You can fill that in on the next page. You should be able to book your call. All right. Hope you really enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. So before we get to today's questions... Today I was pondering something just now about why I think it takes people a while to really get into their stride and build a successful company. So anytime you've got an entrepreneur who's looking to build something sustainable, you've got this dichotomy, like you've got this, uh, what do you call it, like a contrast, right, between a very dysfunctional person who wants to build and run a very successful and functional company. So what happens is, right, you've got someone who's really dysfunctional, right? All human beings are dysfunctional, me especially, right? We have emotions, we have uh, baggage, we have an ego, uh, we have, um, you know, too much pessimism, too much optimism, and we're kind of all over the place. We're impulsive. Um, we're emotional, and um, that's just the human condition. But a company's got to be like a machine, right? It's got to be like clockwork. And so you've got this thing that's so impulsive and all over the place, um, trying to run something that's supposed to be mechanical and um, rigid and functional. When your business starts to become successful, you learn how to tame the beast. Right? You learn how to become slightly less dysfunctional and you learn how to make your all of your dysfunction work for you rather than against you. It's so funny, I've been, I always watch episodes of Dragon's Den and I love looking at the, the, the entrepreneurs on there and just seeing where they are. And there was this one guy uh, on the show uh, that I watched recently and he started uh, a quite a successful e-commerce business, right? And he started with £600. And I was like, man, that's so weird because I that's literally what I started with, £600. And now he's got it to the point where he's doing six figures a year um, and he's turning over a lot. He's selling like outdoor stuff and uh, like garden uh, products and things like that. And he was standing in front of all of the investors in the Dragon's Den, like Peter Jones and Deborah Mead and all the other ones, right? And the, the first thing I noticed about him is that his ego was just out of control. It was just out of control. And they were giving him criticism about his business, saying, you know, you've got way too much stock. Um, uh, you know, um, 
and they were just giving him pointers really to make the business more functional and because he as a human being as we all are is dysfunctional his ego just wasn't having any of it like he was so uh, obsessed with the results he had already got up until that point that he couldn't take in any of the criticism that the dragons were saying they were like look I think you've done well but you need to have less stock into your, in the warehouse Otherwise, you're going to have big problems. Rather than him saying, you know, thanks for the, the advice, I'll try and do that. He kept going back and saying, but don't you think I've done amazingly well? To go from £600 in my bank to all of these sales. And it just made me think, like, how your ego can actually destroy you as you grow your business. And how it can make you blind to some of the things that get in your way. So bear that in mind, like as you grow in your business, um, you know, it's your ego quite often that's going to throw things off. And the more aware you can be of that, the more you listen to people and, and take advice, um, the, the more you will accelerate faster and get results faster um, uh, as you grow your business. Those are my thoughts for today. Anyway, got some great questions. Um, we've got one here from Elena who asks, when you sell a bundle of products and charge, uh, sorry, change one of the bundle's items to a different design, do you need to create a new listing or can you just edit the existing one? This is a great question from Elena. So um, for those of you who might not know what Elena's talking about, right, you might sell a bundle of items, right? So a, a main product, for example, with two free products that come with the main product. Okay, so it's three things, comes as a bundle, right? Um, for like $15.99 or whatever. Alina's asking, if you change the main product and you change the design, instead of selling a blue one, you sell a red one, can you just change the picture on the listing, change the description and just keep selling it? Or do you need to create a whole new listing and continue selling it from then on? So there's an official answer to this and there's also my answer. So the official Amazon answer is when you change a design, you do need to, to update, you do need to do a, a new listing. Um, reason why is because I think they don't want customers to get confused and see a load of reviews about another product, but then buy a different product. And so the reviews and the listing don't match the update, right? That's the official answer. However, I have done it where I've changed the design, uh, but kept the same listing and it's actually been fine. So, look, Amazon, there's so much going on on the platform. They do have some of these, like, micro rules that you're meant to follow. You don't actually, like, some things you can just, it's not the end of the world. It's not like they're going to notice. So, if you're doing really well with that listing and you're getting lots of sales and there's lots of reviews, I would be tempted to just try it and see what happens. The worst that will happen is they'll say, please change this, right? And they might su suppress your listing for a while and you change it and then they'll let you keep selling. Alternatively, you could create a variation on the same listing. Okay, so keep the listing, keep the reviews and everything, create a variation and keep selling it as the variation. All right, so you've got the original product that has zero stock, variation of the product that has all the stock that you imported and that enables you to keep all the SEO on the listing um, without having to create a new one. Hope that answers your question, that's a great question. Uh, Kay asks, is now the time for new Amazon sellers 
to use only GS1 barcodes? So this is a great question. So when you sell stuff on Amazon, you need to put barcodes on the products. Okay, so let's say you have a, I don't know, uh, a toothbrush that you sell, right? This toothbrush will have an EAN or a, a UPC code that's a product identifier so Amazon know what the product is. All right, so anything with this code on it is that toothbrush. So you get 100 units in, they'll scan each unit and they'll know it's the toothbrush, right? Like when you buy things in a supermarket, everything has a barcode. So you can get these barcodes from anywhere. You can get them from eBay, you can get them in the websites that just sell you loads of them. Or you can go to the source and get official barcodes from GS1. And that's what you're meant to do, right? Because GS1 are the one who create and assign these barcodes. If you get it from anywhere else, then it's probably old barcodes that were assigned to other people, and um, you know, you're kind of, <clears throat> it's a gray area. You're not really supposed to do it. However, I've done it loads and it's never really posed much of an issue. My honest advice would be, um, if you want to play it safe, <clears throat> get GS1 barcodes. I mean, you can sign up, it doesn't cost that much. You can register your brand and they'll give you like a thousand barcodes and it's probably worth doing that just to play it safe moving forward. However, for sellers who have really got problems with capital and if it's going to stop you from selling anything, then I would say it's not going to be the end of the world if you use a barcode from eBay or something. So yeah, if you want to play it safe, if you're selling private label products, GS1 is the way. Otherwise, eBay should be okay. So I've got a question from Matty Seller here. It's a uh, convenient surname, right? Matty says, hello there, I've used your RA technique and bought several items to sell. Awesome, great work, Matt, that's, that's really cool. Although they are generic items, leather dispatch bags, vest sets, etc., etc., my question is, will I need to take photos as I can't see them on Amazon? So yeah, if you've bought some generic products and you wanna list them on Amazon and nobody else is selling them, then you need to create your own listings for the product. So yes, that does mean you need to take photos or find photos from the manufacturers of these products. So if you bought them online, you can use the online photos. Um, uh, if you see someone else selling them, you can take other people's photos and it isn't usually a problem. Or you can take your own photos of them. And um, when it comes to creating the listing, the quality of that listing is going to determine how many sales you get. Right, just like when you're selling a private label product. And the quality of the listing determines whether people buy it or whether they just completely ignore the product and don't buy it. So make the listing very, very, very good. And you might have to use a little bit of advertising to get the products to sell. But if no one else is selling it, you've got an advantage because you can set your price and you can charge whatever you want. So yeah, great question, Matty. That's, that's, that's what you should do. And then we've got a question here from Richard, which kind of made me laugh because we've had this situation before. Richard asks, which product has been a consistent winner? Which item can be viewed as your bread and butter uh, and has required very little modification and tweaking throughout its time in your store? So this is funny because uh, quite often we get people um, asking me like, you know, what, what products do you sell? Which products do really, really well? And most Amazon sellers like don't want to reveal their products because they've usually found a really good niche, they've spent a lot of time researching the product, and they've got something that's incredible and they don't want loads of people copying it. 
Um, it, it was so funny. Like, I ran an event back in, I think it was 2018. I ran this event in the Shard, okay, in London. And I had a small group of people, great group of people, about 12, I think, or maybe 15 people, in like a boardroom setting in the top of the Shard, and we were talking Amazon, right? Um, if you go to the e-commerce freedom Facebook page, you can see pictures from the event. It was really fun, um, and uh, it was a really productive day. And uh, my mum showed up, right? She wanted to come see what I was up to and just come and have some of the free buffet food that was being served at lunchtime. And she showed up, came into the room, and she started talking to all the guests who were there. And she's really talkative, and, and, and yeah, they, they were just chatting. And at one point, I noticed that my mum was talking about my business, and obviously I'd got some of the products shipped to my parents' house, right, in the early days of my Amazon business, and then forwarded on to the warehouse. And also I'd obviously tell my mum about my business and stuff. And it got to the point where she started to tell some of the people at the event all the products I was selling. And I was like, Mum, could you please not reveal all of these products to uh, my potential clients and people at the event? So that was that was really funny. But um, no, I can give you a hint, man. I can tell you the type of product. So one of my best products is a pillow. Okay, so obviously there's lots of different types of pillows. Uh, but it was some kind of pillow. And yeah, it was very low maintenance. Um, you know, it just sells consistently. And I added a lot of value to the marketplace with this product. And that's why it was it was so successful. Right? And, uh, you know, obviously that's just one example. Um, but yeah, firstly, no one's going to tell you usually what products they sell. Um, but key thing is to find something where it just feels to you like it's going to be simple. Like you might have 20 products on a, on a spreadsheet that all look relatively viable, but you look at some of them and you're just like, something about it just seems a little bit complicated, right? And so you'll probably end up with two or three products which could all be very good, right? So you contact the suppliers, you get the quotes, profit margins look good, the niche looks good, and you have three three of these products. At that point, when you have three products that are equally good, go with your gut and pick the one that just feels like it's gonna be the easiest. Usually when you go with your gut on these things, you're right. And that's how you find those products that just sell and don't cause you hassle. Other times, you don't know, right? You, you might think a product's gonna be really easy and you import it and it turns out to be a nightmare. There's been some products that I've sourced and I thought they were going to be really complex, but actually, it turns out the supply was so great and the shipping was so simple that uh, it was fine and there were no issues and they surprise you. I don't think there's a, a surefire way to find very, very, very low hassle products that just sell. I think the only way to do it is just to aim to launch five, ten private labels on your account uh, so you can get to those products that do very, very well. That's the secret, it's being consistent, being in the business for the long term, not just trying to sell one product and pray that it saves your life, right? Aim to launch several. And then one or two of those several products will be great. They'll be the ones that do 10, 15K a month in revenue and uh, they just sell. So, great questions today, guys. Now, if you watch this video outside of the Facebook group, then make sure you click the link above or below this video to join the group. And you can ask your question as you're entering the group. Right? As soon as you click join the group, you'll get a question box that appears that, where you can leave your question.
And I only approve people into the group once they've asked a question. The reason why is because I don't want people in the group who aren't interested in selling on Amazon. Like I've got other groups where we approve pretty much everyone. And I'd say maybe 30% of the people in those groups don't actually want to sell on Amazon. They just want to spam their services or they want to try and do lead generation inside the group or um, they're just bot accounts on Facebook. They're just fake accounts. So by asking a question, it just proves to me that you you know, you know really want to be in the community, part of the community, and it'll be really valuable to have you in the group. So click the link, join the group, ask a question, then I'll approve you inside the group and I'll answer it on one of these videos. Thanks so much for watching the video and we'll speak very soon.